so, yeah. so you've got obviously distributing to Knoxville or mm-hmm. Knox, as you say, and then you're going to um, Kahatatuga. Ooh, um, I haven't thought of one of those yet. Kahatatuga. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Well, hey guys, this is Chris with Humble Beer Podcast. This is DJ Luke with Humble Beer Podcast. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how you, how, why we have to introduce it as Humble Beer Podcast, because every time we are Humble Beer. So um, if you've clicked on this podcast, you already know who we're with. Um, well, with us today, it's a very special treat. We have Alexis Goldstein from Devil's Backbone. And um, she's here to talk to us about Devil's Backbone. It just got released this week in Knoxville. And um, we're very lucky to have them on and be able to get them to come in and talk with us. So we just asked her, hey, on the spot, can you come be on our podcast this week? And she said, absolutely. So Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, 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 it's always had to have, great to have brand new beer come through Knoxville and just expand our, our beer culture and, and um, try new things and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so far, so good. We're on so day fun. four. It's, the response has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you um, you guys did a great launch event on Monday night um, downtown. I can't remember the name of the Jackson place. Terminal. The Jackson Terminal. I think that was the first event they had in there too. It was. It was their inaugural event. That was a great way to kick it off with some good beer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about Devil's Backbone. Um, you know, you guys are from Virginia, Lexington, Virginia. Um, you know, what's um, what's made you guys so special? What makes Devil's Backbone unique? And just, I guess, give us a little bit of history on it. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll start with the history first. So um, Steve Crandall and Heidi Crandall are our owners, um, husband and wife team. And back in the 90s, they would always travel out to the Alps and go skiing at the base of all of these really great, beautiful mountains and ski resorts were these brew pubs. And they really enjoyed that on a separate note. So Steve and Heidi kept coming back. Steve has a company called Tectonics, which does uh, construction, beautiful houses and buildings. And um, he would travel back and forth, and he, he cleared about 100 acres of land. Not 100, not 100% cleared, but he, he cleared some space in the, in the 90s, right before the housing market crashed, to build essentially cabins mm-hmm. for at the very base of the Wintergreen Mountain. Hmm. And right as he was about to say, I think he's two homes built, and right at that moment, the housing market went down the toilet, and he was like, what am I supposed to do with all this beautiful land? And then he had a flashback to his trips out to the Alps, and he was like, oh, well, I kept saying that there are these beautiful Alps and the brewery, and that's the kind of what I want to bring here. So he decided to open a beautiful brew pub. Um, so we're at the very base of the Wintergreen Mountain. Uh, we opened in 2008. So it's about 45 minutes outside of Charlottesville, and it's a it's a brew pub. And if you come to visit us or if you have come to see us, it's like a giant cabin. It's gorgeous. 
and there's animals everywhere, which he might or may not have shot. He shot all of them. Um, and it just feels really, really good. And the Wintergreen Mountain is our background, so it's beautiful. Um, and he essentially put an ad out and was like, hey, man, I'm this this builder. I'm really excited about beer. His first beer that he really fell in love with over there um, was Hefeweizen's. He really loved that that flavor, that style. So he put an ad out, and Jason Oliver, who was working at Gordon Fiersch, responded and was like, hey, man, like, I'm kind of looking for a change, been here for a while, what do we think? They met up, they had some beers, they had a really good time together, and so Jason left Gordon Biersch, which is a Germanic-based lager house, and came to join us, and he is now one of the owners. Um, I think what makes us so special is that we do beers that are true to form, and I always say this, I do tons of training all over with the new rollouts, is we're not the brewery that does the double bourbon barrel-aged triple jalapeno peppered beers. Those beers are awesome and they're cool, but we do the beers that that are, are, are true to form, we're a lager-based house. We do the beers, you can start your night with a six-pack, end your night with a six-pack, or your bookend, right? Mm. You can play in the middle, but we've learned that people really gravitate towards those beers. You can have a, many conversations with your friends, remember them, and still go for it being a lager. So we have the ability to do the really cool, funky, one-off beers, but that doesn't make us. Our heartbeat really is with your, your lagers. Mm. Very cool. That's very interesting, like, just how you used to go for the, this, this like, kind of your, your staples. Like, I'm, right now I'm drinking the, uh, what's it, the Vienna lager, delicious, delicious beer. Like, did you really want to go just like, you said you, said you just want to go for your staples of this, this six-pack. Um, what's the ABV on this? 5.2. 5.2. Was it, was that, is that, is that, I guess that is something that's your concern? You want to keep some more? Because I read on there the message statement. Mm-hmm. You had like, it was like about paddling, camping, tailgating. Yeah. yeah. That's just kind of right up my alley. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of a lot of the breweries around here and, and, and are very kind of focused on um, um, active culture and stuff like that. Like, do you kind of do go, go for the more lower ABVs or? Um, to for, so it's a companion, almost a companion beer, because that's kind of the way you guys kind of framed it on on doing the research and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So we have four core brands, the brands you're going to see, um, and they range from 4.5 to 6.2. The 8-point IPA is going to be our highest year-round beer that we do. Um, and, and really, it's just about creating memories with people and having the ability to enjoy the beer and remember what you say exactly. <laughs> in a sit-down conversation. And again, we, we all play in the middle, right? We're, and we make 8% beers. We make higher, uh, higher alcohol beers. But that that's not that's not our heartbeat. Our heartbeat really is like we want that person to go from the big box, the big macro beers, and dip their toe into craft, but still be approachable. And we don't want to scare anybody. And I and I think what makes us really good and really strong, and you feel that heartbeat, is that you're gonna get the same product every single time. And there are not a lot of breweries doing loggers, and a lot of it is because it's real estate, right? So. We're America's most ancient brewery is what we call ourselves because it's five-week lager time. And a lot of people are doing ales because you can turn and burn. There's nothing wrong with that, but we take the extra time to do lagers, to keep it in the tanks at five weeks, the maximum time. And we really don't want to rush it. It's not worth it to us. The, The liquid doesn't taste the same if it's three weeks or four weeks. So, oh, and then... I'm not done with my history. So, part two. Um, so after the brew pub was really, really successful at the base of the mountain. Um, so for instance, as far as success rate goes, and we had no idea, we hit our 10-year goals in two and a half years. Wow. So as far as liquid being pumped out, people drinking it, the, the, um, the explosion of Devil's Backbone. And again, there are not a lot of 
lager houses. And it turns out that people do like lagers. They just didn't know they liked craft lagers. I think they kind of got boxed in with big box lager houses. And they're very different, frankly. Um, so we decided that we had to expand. So we went across the mountain uh, to Lexington, Virginia, off of Route 81 by WNL and VMI, and we opened our production facility, and that's called the Outpost. Okay. So the brew pub is the uh, base camp, and then the Outpost. So everything that you're drinking in the market, 99% of it's going to come from our production facility in Lexington. And we're doing an expansion now, um, should get us to right around 120,000 barrels at the end of this year. And then by 2020, 250,000 barrels, which allows us to come down here. We haven't had a chance to expand outside of Virginia, D.C., and Maryland since 2013. We've been a real small footprint. Like an, I know like a brewery like, a, say, New Belgium, I think I read that recently they did that they do 940,000 barrels is what I think I read last time. So that's a good comparison of what you're doing. So you guys are really kind of up in your, up in your size and... Um, really growing your footprint. So how many states do you think you want to kind of expand, expand into? Do you want to like a small growth or do you want to kind of just go down the south, go down the southeast or southeast and maybe up to the, right. the coast or do you want to? So the fact that we've been open, so 2008 to 2013, it was just Virginia because everybody was drinking and we like to go deep and not wide. We want to make sure that our home market is satisfied and they get what they need. There's no point of shipping it left, right, and center if our home guys can't get it. So in 2013, we did it to D.C. and uh, Maryland, and now we can come down here. Um, we really want to keep it about 500 miles from our brewery. Essentially, it's for freshness and for rotational purposes. And if there's any issues, it's so much easier to get back home. Um, there was an article that was published that was talking about how, how regional local beers don't, they don't really vibrate outside of 250, 250 miles. So we'll see. So far, we're further than that, and the success rate's been fantastic so our goal is 500 miles it's with the lagering process i mean what's the turn uh, like is the process of turn around and creating those beers um that has to be kind of a difficult process with the production and the um and the logistics of getting them out to the different locations and and still having it fresh so, and it is so well no the freshness isn't a problem because oh, yeah. because it's it's we we brew we lager five weeks and then we and it's gone it's it's in and out I think um, I was not born with patience and that's and working for the America's most patient brewery it's like bring it bring it bring it bring it bring it and it's like it's it's really uh, attention to detail um, and and getting the shipments out. So, so with, with attention to detail, attention, and you said patience, it's really interesting to me at a brewery that they wouldn't just, you know, want to grow, 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 and, and just continue to push stuff out. So what do you think, what core values do you think make that important to them? You know, I mean, what, what in the company culture says that we value patience and doing it the right way? Um, well, we have a really, really strong focus on quality. Mm-hmm. So we hired an amazing quality assurance guy named Koi. And we, he has an office. He ha- he's a scientist, right? He has all the equipment. And we've really grown with him. He came to us and said, uh, when, when he was hired on, he was like, this is what we need to make sure that we are across the board the highest quality. And again, we're still a really small, really young brewery, right? Open in 08. Um, but he kind of set that bar of this is what we expect. I, he, him expect. And, and uh, we won't rush it. You know, 
Hmm. I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem with a lot of uh, I'm sorry, craft craft breweries is you know you walk in the, the bar you get that one delicious beer then the next day you walk in with the same beer and you don't have that same consistency. Yeah. It's really good that you guys are really taking that time, mm-hmm. that effort, and that patience to uh, make that quality product. Where you, you, when you when I open the bar when I open the beer and, and or get it all draft here in the east and the sea, it's just going to be just as good as you get it in your it, it is your tap room in yeah. uh, Virginia. So and going back to like the you know where does that that quality come from and where does where does it stem from culturally yeah um steve crandall i wouldn't call him a patient man frankly he has a lot of energy <laughs> and he's like go 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 and it, it kind of feeds us like with a passion but jason oliver arbor master has been has been that backbone of like this is how you make a lager and we're doing it right and we're gonna take the time and we invest a lot of time attention and detail and money into the into the um equipment Mm-hmm. So, it shows. Really, know? really focusing on the craft then, and and truly appreciating the beer for what it is, and making sure it doesn't lose its taste to the end user, whether it's in their fridge yeah. or whether they're getting it on tap. Yeah. Now, mind you, there's there's always gonna, there's always a hiccup, right? There's always going to be something that happens. I think what we put in place is we have amazing sales reps who reach out to the accounts if there's something that doesn't taste right or doesn't smell right or something happens. It's we're all human. It's still science. Like it'll ha- something will happen. Is it's it's our way of communicating and fixing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that really, I think that's different. There's some. I think there's some people that would just be like, ah, pour through it. It's just one. Mm-hmm. If it's one, we're in the market in a second. Wow. You know, what do you need? What's going on? We track it. Again, Koi's put in this system where we can really go back to him, and he's got all of his logs. And we want to know if it's a one single barrel that just maybe didn't get rinsed. Because it happens, mm-hmm. or if it's a batch, we have no problem recalling that. We we don't want our name out there with a bad liquid attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was I'm talking to and to a, a friend of mine. We were talking about uh, the growl the growler processes and stuff, and how he doesn't like the growler processes that the growlers shipping them out because you, you can't control the um, the taste of it out of the growlers when I put some there. He likes to do selling bottles and stuff, yeah. selling bottles and cans and stuff like that. Um, and and it's really kind of cool that you guys would, would be that like in the forefront of being want to control how it tastes and make sure that everybody gets the the same thing. Just using every kind of step along the way and would would fix something that quick. That would be that's really cool. Do the best we can. That's, that's yeah. Well, and it gives a lot of weight to another thing that you mentioned too, which is you know really diving deep into your customer base because if you're making that quality product, they're going to want to continue to come back. Mm-hmm. It's we've met so many people and um, just the passion for the liquid coming from them is really cool. And, you know, expanding into North Carolina and Tennessee now, I'm a Virginia girl, and I'll be in North Carolina, and they're like, oh, oh nice. man, I was, on the, I was on the trail, and I did this, and I saw you, and I'm so glad you're here. And the way that their eyes light up, I mean, if you have a bad day or you're stressed, and the second those customers, and they're almost all like that, if they've heard of you and launching new markets, they're like, oh, that's so cool. And you'll see it on our Facebook and our Instagram. They kind of give you that drive through, like, a tough day of, all right, we're reach we're reaching it, and they they get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know? like here in Knoxville, I mean, we've we've kind of been I don't know almost uh, 
kind of a hole where I think in the country where we haven't got a lot of breweries that are kind of well known in different areas and stuff and we're slowly starting to our culture slowly starting to pick up and we're like um, we just got founders and we got um, and we got uh, um, Bells is coming in and a lot of those are national brands that are well well recognized in lots of the country and we're slowly starting to get those and, and and just see see our seeing people's reaction of, and when you when you finally get that like when I, I was I was excited oh, when I heard Devils back when it was coming in and it, it's as exciting because it's something else we can add to our culture and add to part of if, and you guys are not that far regionally from us no not at all and you, you make the good lager style beers which actually goes with, with a lot with their our culture here in Knoxville because we're very uh, kind of Viking active the outdoor culture the so active beer culture active beer culture <laughs> there was a running group so I was at an event at casual no casual pint yeah. No. yeah no 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 central flats in town oh, oh yeah. central flats okay yeah and they had a running group yeah. and they do it every Thursday and the I was beer like market does yeah. uh, Monday nights yeah and I'm like, that's so cool. You mm-hmm. run four miles. In the middle, you stop at Sawworks, right? Yeah. You get a beer. You come back. And then they, they take care of your first beer. They yeah. count us. And I'm like, who would have thought? It happens in Charlotte? Yeah. Well, it happened in Richmond. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I think it's, it's yeah, it's, it's uh, again, low alcohol, lower alcohol beers really mm-hmm. open that door for people. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Now, getting into your, your what I call um, the backport sitters is what I like to call the, the higher ABVs. Mm-hmm. The more, that those are more than, for my opinion, are they like when you put the dishes in the, the campfire uh, beers. Are, you said that, are those like, well, I love those one-offs, or are they, uh, are they something that you, you, you distribute or something you get at the brewery itself? Or um, The answer to, is yes to all of those. Oh, um, yeah. So we're going, in 2016, we're going to be introducing our trailblazers or seasonals. We call mm-hmm. them trailblazers. And there's five a year, and some of them are going to be higher alcohol. So we have some things coming down, uh, very small amounts of our Kilt Flasher, which is a um, we have a Scottish Ale. 8%. Kilt, Kilt Flasher? Kilt Flasher. That sounds amazing. I'd love to see the graphic. There's, uh, it's this. there's a story. <laughs> do you want to know the story? Yes, we do want to know the story. I don't know Go if ahead. it's a true one, but I still like to tell it. Okay. So the, the truth r- is optional. I know. <laughs> the rumor has it um, is that somebody's ancestors was over in the, in the ways where the kilts are worn across the sea, mm-hmm. and they got super, super uh, intoxicated, mm-hmm. and they decided to flash a cow. Like a whole herd of cows, and the cows are like, whatever. And so that's our label. It's, a, it's somebody who's flashing a herd of cows, and the cows like, I don't care. So, um, you know, the, the laws in Tennessee are really tricky. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're working we're, on it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of work. Y'all need to work a little faster. But. We're well, do, do 2017, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, well, um, the. Um, uh, I'm trying to be, be positive the way I talk. Yeah. Patience. Patience. Yes. Patience is a virtue. Taking your time, making yeah. sure it's quality, you'll have plenty of time to do that before it enters the Tennessee market. So we're going to be bringing down the higher alcohol beers um, end of the year. We're just right now in the midst of registering and getting okay. everything approved. But um, it's going to be small amounts at first, and then starting first of the year-ish, 
everything's in the industry, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll see a little bit more trickling outside of our core brands that we're launching now. And, and what, what are the three core brands that are launching in Knoxville right now? Yep. So in order of lightest uh, is Gold Leaf Lager. So okay. it's a 4.5% golden lager. So it's really light and crisp and easy. Um, I always say if I had a lawn, an internal lawn mower would be my lawn mower beer. Um, <laughs> it's that beer that you just, you just drink it, you know? Um, and a lot of that comes from uh, when we first launched the Brew Pub in 2000. Eight. Vienna Lager, which we're all drinking now. It's a little bit more caramel, more biscuit, more toast, a little bit higher in alcohol, 5.2. The, the hikers were coming off the mountain and they were, we gave them that. And they're like, yeah, it's really good. It's actually a little bit too heavy. I just want a, a beer, right? Mm-hmm. And so we made Gold Leaf Lager for the, the people who just want to, they want like a little breather. And it's, how, golden lagers are really, really hard to make because it's a little bit lighter and any imperfection just comes right out. Um, but it's, it's delicious. It's really, really good. So then, so the Gold Leaf Lager, um, Vienna Lager, our flagship, and then 8.0 IPA is going to be our India Pale Ale, coming in at 6.2%. So a really nice West Coast-style IPA uh, malt back, so it's a nice balance. You're not going to want to have to chug, like, a bottle of water when you're done. Uh, it's really good. We've had an amazing response from Knoxvillians, I call you all. From our 8.0 IPA. Knoxvillians. We're, we're Knoxvillians. I guess yeah. so. That's correct. Yeah. The Scruffy City. The Scruffy City. We are the Scruffy City. Is that what they call you all? Um, yeah, that's kind of a, a badge of honor. It was yeah. given to us during the World's Fair. Yeah, no, yeah it was the, right? scru- the Scruffy Little City. Yeah, they, they, they said we were the Scruffy Little City. Where does that come from? Um, was, uh, some news article, yeah, right? I think it was like New York Times. Is it because you both have facial hair? No. No. <laughs> No, Knoxville, Knoxville, Knoxville itself I know, hosted why? the 1982 so, World's Fair, yeah. and in the I guess in the the review in the New York Times they called Knoxville the scruffy little city. But I don't understand why. It, we're just scruffy. We're not we're not big. We're not pretentious. We're not huge. I think you should be called the lovely little city. Well, thank there, you. There you, you, guys go. Been, you guys have been awesome this week. I met a lot of a lot of Knoxvilleans, and they just been everyone. Yeah, been well, nice. we. I mean, we have we have we, we have. I guess we, we uh, our craft beer culture here is very you know close knit because we really haven't had a lot of breweries here. We've had we we had we had several um, some some of the ones that have been around here for a while, but we kind of haven't had that selection that growth in man. So a lot of Knoxvilleans have we travel to places and get Devil's Backbone and bring it back to Knoxville, yeah. and we get so excited. That's we get so excited, so, so excited when when the new. Somebody new comes into town, we want to That's experience awesome. it and, and, mm-hmm. and introduce them to us. And, and hopefully, like you said, everybody's been re- really receptive to you. Super receptive, yeah. And, yeah. and just ready to have all your beers and stuff. Yeah. And I just, and like I've said this a couple times already, but the the, the outdoor culture is of house and uh, that you guys permit. The Devil's Backbone, that the name itself, is that comes from a... Um, is, that, is that a mountain or? So yeah, yeah um, at the so the um, AT. So back in 1754, Thomas Jefferson's father, Peter Jefferson, was asked by the government, "Hey, do you want to go out and survey the land?" He was like, "All right, sure." So he and a team, and like mules and donkeys and horses, all those guys, um, they went out and they started surveying the land. And there's a chunk of, of land that was really, really tough. 
And very depressing story. One night, the horses or mules or donkeys, whatever they were, they fell over. And they died, right? And it was right around where our brew pub is. And they found journals of Peter Jefferson. And it was like, hey, you know, this, this is the devil's backbone. We lost some animals. We, we really lost some help. But we're going to keep going. Fast forward a trillion years later, a historian found the journals, and it was right around where we were. And so, so cool. If you go back, so they crafted an adventure, which is our tagline. If you go back to what Steve Crandall thought of, I want to build homes, and it crashed, and he built this. Same idea. Like he kept going. He made something out of kind of a crappy situation, frankly. Hmm. And uh, yeah. That's really cool. Kept kept going through. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. yeah. That's really cool. So so the brew pub there that they did craft and they did build, it's it's pretty big, isn't it? From what I've heard, it's grown over the years. Yeah, so we just finished a five hundred person beer garden. So it's now called awesome. the, the brew pub in Meadows. Oh, is, it, I, is it celebrating Oktoberfest right now? All, all year round. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful, like classic tables, right? Giant fire pit with our name in it. We've got an outdoor kitchen, um, which the kitchen inside just gets so busy. So it's absolutely gorgeous. There's cornhole, there's games to play, there's little gardens, there's a stage for music, um, camping, we'll have RV hookups this spring, uh, showers for the thru-hikers. So the thru-hikers will go from point A to point B, and they come in right around summertime, and they're hot, right? And they're thirsty. So we have this great program set up that they can come, and they, like, I don't know how they call us, frankly, because I don't hike. Um, I'm not the AT, at least. Uh, but they call us. that hardcore I don't know. <laughs> um, so they call us and our girls from the brew pub or our guys and they'll drive up and pick them off off the trail and they'll bring them down to the brew pub and I think it's like for five bucks they get breakfast coffee whatever and they can camp and they have like a little breather and they go back on the trail so they're, they're called trail angels which is actually one of our beers oh that's awesome oh, that is so cool it's really cool so they get showers which I'm really excited about because I can only imagine <laughs> wow that they're ready for a shower by the time the summer comes well now, now I want to go back to the AT just so just so I can stop by okay yeah let me know when that happens <laughs> I will not join you oh at some point yeah. yeah so we have that big expansion that's really cool um, and it's been really well received really well received it's, I mean it's gorgeous the construction was a little bit of a pain but as construction, you, you say like you post the, the trails and the, the trail. How, how like how accessible are you? Like to get to the public, are you that? You said you're close. Not that far outside the city. Is it that big of a drive? So it's 45 minutes outside of Charlottesville. It's called the um, Brewers Trail. So it's 151, okay. and there's a handful of Virginia brewers right there. So depending if you get behind a, a truck or not, it can be anywhere from like you know 14 minutes off the main drag to like 30. I always say about two minutes. That's not bad. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not bad at all. Yeah, and I, I, I was reading something else on your website and you were talking about how uh, you wanted to enjoy the art and the, or the, the craft of beer. And no matter what, if it was your beer or not. And they were talking about, and it was focused on the house. Very, you guys were very community oriented, a lot of charity stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you teamed up with any breweries in the in the Virginia area, or any other breweries, or are you, are you guys have guest tabs or anything like that? Absolutely, or? yeah. So we do collaborations. Um, we do really great collaboration brews. The hardest part is just the calendar, right? Finding time when everybody can get together and do stuff. But um, one of our family values is beer positive, and that comes directly from Jason Oliver. And I, it's my favorite family value. We've seven. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the, the yeah. So. and we will never, ever, ever hear anybody talk negatively about any product. Guaranteed. There's a time and a place and a taste bud for everything, and we just, we strongly believe in that. So, 
You know, whether you choose to drink a big box or a small box or a light or a dark, you know what? Like, whatever you want, man. I, mean, I like it's the whole rising tides raise all ships. Absolutely. An attitude where you make a good beer, it just helps just kind of yeah. spur somebody else to make a good beer. And you saw everybody kind of join the, enjoy the beer together and everybody kind of work together. That's one of my favorite kind of parts of the craft beer industry is like, oh, there's, I mean, you get the squabbles and stuff like that, but, but yeah. it's not about that. It's about everybody coming together and enjoying great, yeah. Yeah. great beer. And, you know, and everybody asks us when we come into the market, it's, it's guaranteed. They go, you know, who's your competition? And we always say, and it's, it's not BS. Like, it's true. There isn't. Because we all do what we do the way we do it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they, they make us better. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, Yeehaw or Sawworks or somebody in California or Stone yeah. came, you know, was coming to Virginia. Yeah. And everybody was really nervous. Like, are they going to, you know, are, are you nervous about that? I'm like, no, because they make great beer and we make great beer. And we're going to compliment each other to keep pushing that greatness. So the level of quality is being uh, noticed. And, and we're really adhering to it. Okay, like in the Carolinas, you hear um, with Oscar Blues, Sierra Nevada, and uh, New Belgium coming in. Like, I talked to all the local breweries and stuff like that, and they're just excited about it. The competition it, it, comes it, from the customers. Exactly. They, they That's excited. where it comes yeah, from. It, they, it's, it's, they're excited because it, it's just... It's just fueling the crappier um, the people want to learn more about it and just puts it more out there. Yeah. That's what that's what I love. Like having you here yeah. having you here with your quality beers raises raises the level of the local breweries here. And it's and that's just it's it, it all all works for positive yeah. like you said, beer positive the whole yeah. value beer positive. Now also we were, I was I thought it was kinda of cool that one of your um, values was humility. And it was like humility podcast. That's why it's a good podcast. We're we're very uh, um, humble here. We don't know everything about beer, and and we're trying to we're trying to learn it and and learn everything we can about ever. And we want to learn good stories about people and why Devil Backbone does does what they do, and just um, and just approach everything with um, humbleness. I like that kind of attitude in your. um, Thank you. Is there anything, any ways you that kind of make? They express that um, in, in a day-to-day um, basis working for the company. So, absolutely. Um, so this is going to come across as non-humble, and then I'll back up and make it humble. <laughs> it's a humble brag. It's a humble brag. It is. It is. Uh, so we are, we've won a lot of awards. So as far as Great American Beer Festival, which is happening as of last night, it's this weekend, um, we've won three national titles. So back-to-back. So we, run, we won Best Brew Pub. We won Best Brewery the next year, and the last year we won Best Mid-Sized Brewery. So that's really hard to walk into an account and not say, well, it's not because we're not trained that way, but we don't walk into an account and go, this is the most award-winning beer in this category. We have this, this medals, this medals, because end of the day, what does it taste like? And the majority of people drinking our beer don't know what the Great American Beer Festival is, or if they do, they don't really like live and die by it. Yeah. So we have the medals. But that is not who we are. So I think it's a really interesting balance of we've got street cred, but that's not what we lead with. That's that, that's an awesome thing. Where you, I mean, you have like you have. I mean, the hardware to back up sure. what you say. Yeah. But you don't like you know you come out there and you 
when we like you approach this, we're we're just a small podcast in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and and you guys like a one winning brewery are, are more than are take the time out of your day and, and talk with us. It's pretty cool when you're and kind of just been very approachable in the market, and we appreciate that. And Thanks. Appreciate the the time and everything, and and it's it's just really cool to see a, a brewery of this caliber coming mm-hmm. into our city. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and, and to that point, um, what what are some things going on like between now and the end of the year for people who are interested in Devil's Backbone, want to get more information on you guys, or maybe try something more than they can just find in Knoxville? Are there any special events going on at the Brew Pub up in Lexington, or is there you know what else going on there? Yes. So the big thing that we have coming up is Columbus Day weekend. Okay. It's called Festi, which is a really amazing. Um, uh, concert essentially that we do for three days so people load in usually Thursday and then music is Friday, Saturday Sunday people load out Monday you can camp you can get tickets online um, you do have to get tickets for it and it's an I, I since I don't camp and it rains every year so not only do I not camp but I really don't camp in the rain I have I cannot speak to how amazing it is but I send my customers up there and the other guys on the team who are a little bit more you know campy-ish they, they love it it's amazing um, we actually have a beer that's in the market now called String Duster Ale, and it's named it's a nod to the infamous String Dusters who come every year and they headline for us. Oh wow! Oh, nice. So it's it's really cool. I know the music's amazing. If there was like a Hilton or something right there, I might my guess. That's just not me. Here in Tennessee, we have the you know Bonnaroo, which is the famous festival. Absolutely. Yeah. So you might not see me there. <laughs> I was saying there's, there's a lot of people who buy that. I know who bought the. Um, Premium tickets or whatever for the rooster, and, yeah. and stay at the hotel and drive back in. Yeah. Or if I had that a camp, if I had a camp, <laughs> you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's it's a slow process with me. Um, so for events at the brew pub, and then for Thanksgiving we do like a turkey uh, trampoline. So really? you you Tur- um, wait what? I'm not that did not come out right. So it's a trampoline. <laughs> it's a turkey trampoline. So you, like you bounce turkeys. You up and jump down. and for. And I, 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 again, didn't get a chance to go because I'm on the street, but um, we have this big, huge trampoline in front of our brew pub, and we uh, bounce for turkeys, and the turkeys go to, to people in need. So we have charity things like that, which is really nice, but huh. if you want just in general things that are happening, Devil's Backbone Brewing Company is on Facebook, it's on Twitter, it's yes. on Instagram, and we have an amazing girl, and all she does is uh, social media, and she's really on top. As far as things being he- getting here... She'll also post that for market things. Awesome. Um, so how, how is your beer packaged? How is it packaged? Yeah. So our Vienna and Gold Leaf, our Vienna and Eight Point are six packs, bottles. Mm-hmm. Gold Leaf is cans. Gold Leaf. Mm-hmm. So all your tailgaters out there, Gold Leaf for uh, yeah. Tennessee mm-hmm. football home games. That's yes. Awesome. That's a good thing. And people ask all the time, you know, why is this in cans? And the idea really is because you want it, it's a, it's a day pack series. You throw it in your... In your uh, bag, you can't, you run, well, you might not run with beer, but yeah. you take yeah, it and you go. Like, no, yeah. yeah, I was I was wondering that actually at the launch party because we came in and we saw, you know, you had the um, the eight point in bottle, you had the Vienna in bottle, and then the the, um, the gold leaf was in the can, and I was like, my wife was asking me like, why do they have that in the can and the other ones? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> um, cool. so we have... We're launching the Day Pack series officially in 2016, and it's going to be four rotating products. Hmm. Um, it's going to be a cranberry goza, a ginger lager, trail angel hefeweizen, um, and then the Bravo Four Point, so a single hopped Bravo hopped. Um, and then the gold leaf is all the time, and those four other four rotate. And the idea is they're going to be in amazing little uh, six packs you can go and just 
they're, they're the easy, approachable, very much reminiscent of hiking and backpacking and, and biking and low ABV and then crush them or cycle them. That is cool. Thanks. Wasn't that my idea, but thank you. <laughs> well, I think you did a good job explaining it. Well, that, I'll so. take that compliment. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Well, here, um, yeah. what's, uh, you've been here gracious enough to uh, join us and stuff. So, what, what about you and your background? How did you find the business and stuff? Um, it, it actually fell into my lap. Um, I finished graduate school and I was doing odds and ends, piecemealing jobs together, and I was in a uh, position that I had right. just put my two weeks in. I'd never put a two weeks in and not had a job to fall back on. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right, like I'm, I, I just have, I have to get out of here. And I happened to to run into yeah. the owner of a wholesaler in Virginia, and they had just picked up New Belgium Brewing Company. And through our conversation, it was it was him and three other people. And through our conversation of just really being people talking, um, with New Belgium, they have to have so many feet on the street in order to get the contract, right? So they just signed New Belgium, and they need feet on the street. And they're like, gee, are you looking for a job outside of this? And I said, yeah, I just want my two weeks in. I got nothing to fall back on. <laughs> and I didn't know a lick about beer, but I love people. And I think talking to people, you can't teach someone personality. You can't teach someone feeling comfortable and craving conversation. I think you can teach people beer knowledge. And they were very, very gracious. And they hired me. And I was a sales rep for a wholesaler for a couple of years. And then I was a brand manager for Oma Gang Duval USA for all of the state. Did a little bit of cider with that. And then Devil's Backbone, uh, I started with them in December or January, so almost two years now. And I was a, um, a rep in Eastern Virginia, and then I got promoted to territory sales manager. And now I cover North Carolina and Tennessee. Are, are you going to awesome. be dropping? Are you going to be staying at the brewery? Are you relocating? Or I'm in Charlotte now. Charlotte? Oh, no, no. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I've renamed it Charlotta. Charlotte. <laughs> like Knoxville's Canucks. You got to have a little a little twist. You know, you travel so much. It's fun to have your own fingerprint on it. So I love it. It's, they're they're a great company to grow with. They're a great company. You know, we're not called coworkers or employees. We're family members, yeah. and we believe, and we believe I, that. I love that kind of atmosphere in yeah. place. Yeah, and we do. And like, um, I, I've got a chance to like help volunteer for places and stuff like that. And here in the whole entire Knoxville community and stuff, it's, it's a family member type yes. deal. And I, I love that kind of aspect. And we bring wholesaler partners on. They're not our partners. They're our family members. And if, yeah. if you're involved with us. You know that all those seven, the seven values, they in turn pick that up, and and it it really does create a standard, and I love it. That's awesome. So cool. <laughs> Do we cover everything? I, I think we. Covered I think we covered everything. Is there anything else you would like to promote or say? I mean, you've, you've been such a gracious. Thank, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I mean, no, we're just really happy to be here. We're launching Chattanooga next week. If anybody oh. travels outside of Canucks, we'll be in Chattanooga. The, Monday uh, oh, that, that, that actually does bring something out, out, else up. So, so yeah. you've got, obviously, distributing to Knoxville, or mm-hmm. Canucks, as you say, and then you're going to um, Chattanooga. Ooh, yeah. I haven't thought of one of those yet. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Um, Obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, but but you're going to chat next. Um, are you are you just slowly releasing per city so that you guys again going back to that, that 
um, philosophy of focusing on deeply penetrating a market and getting to know your clients at a deeper level. Are you doing it that way strategically? So are you going to go to Nashville after that, or maybe I'm just getting ahead of you? With that. No, not at all. So um, yes and no. So okay. the way that we roll markets out is we bring a team down, and we do Monday through Friday or Saturday, depending on what's going on the weekends. This weekend, there's some football thing, and so we don't have events because there's always football things. <laughs> every account was like, uh, there's a game on, and so we didn't have the chance to do it. But when we roll, you know, we bring upper management, we bring sales director, you know, management down. Um, you know, three to four to five reps come down, and we really, really work the market for five days straight. And then we let the market kind of absorb the beer, have a moment to kind of, you know, we're really in people's faces. It, and, and not in like a bossy way, but like a, we're committed. When we launch markets, we do it right, and we are very, um, we, I wouldn't say we penetrate deep yet because we can't. We've only been sure. here for four days. So we, we launch the market, we let the market sit for two weeks, then we come back the team. And the way that we do our teams, we have two. Uh, for Eastern Tennessee, I've got a salesperson. She's amazing. She does her day-to-day tap sales. And then I've got someone who just does events and promotions. So neither of them get burned out working those 14-hour days that you can get burned out. So we did Nashville. And we did some Carolina, and then we did Knoxville, and then we're doing Chattanooga, we're doing Wilmington, Pollocksville, Farmville, but we rotate it so we can be there. We don't want to just put beer in warehouses and send it and be like, cool, good luck. We want to wait till we can be there to meet the owners, meet the buyers, have podcasts, and and be the spokesperson. We're, we're pretty controlling when it comes to events. We like to be there. And it's because if there's any questions or if anything goes wrong or everything goes right, we want to be that person we talk to, to the customers. So I think we staff really well. I think we're very cognizant of what the market needs, and we and we come back. Do you know if you guys are going to be a part of um, Burjam that which is coming up here in Knoxville? When is it? It's the uh, 17th of October. Yeah. That would be an Eagle or Knoxville question. I don't know. I know that we're doing something next weekend. All right. Market Square Festival. What, what is what is in Market? I mean, Square, but where is Market Square? Yeah. I even know where Market Square is. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm trying to think of what big festival's next weekend. I, mean, I, can, I can look it up. Yeah, we'll have to look. It's not the Rossini. No, that's that's an April. No, that was yeah, that was. But anyway, I was just wanting to know. Anyways, I'm sounding very unintelligent. It's about all, it. No, it's I'm, I'm sounding unintelligent in our podcast. I'm not. No, I've been able to get worse yet. You're getting better. I'm getting better. You're yeah. getting better. But if there is a Brewers Jam, and because Eagle's been so supportive of us, and they're they're so great, uh, we yeah, we'll probably be there. I, I, I didn't know. I was because like you'll be there we'll, in spirit for sure. We'll oh, always. Yeah. Um, we'll but look it up. If you are, we'll make sure we promote it for you. Thank you, and yeah. it'll be on our website. So yeah. again, Jean is our is our girl, and, and she's she's pretty awesome. But now I'll put it on my list of things to ask tonight. Yeah. Everyone likes emails on Friday night. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> After five o'clock. <laughs> hey, are we plugging into this festival? <laughs> Can you make sure I have this by 8 a.m. Monday yeah, morning? I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Hey, yeah, you got to put it out there before you uh, call it for the weekend. So, um, Absolutely. What's the, what's the plans for the rest of the weekend? Are you guys out of town? Or? Beard and Beer Market is uh, now. Well, okay. six thirty. Yeah. Six or six thirty. Starts. Um, Casual Pike downtown is tonight, and again, football won over beer tomorrow. So, um, I'm flying back uh, to get some rest and do some laundry. 
needs to happen. Um, it's important. The girls are, are, are uh, disappearing for the weekend again, Chattanooga, um, but it, you'll see us. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for coming out, hanging out. Yeah. Part, part of this. Listen, listening to my stuttering and trying to get my thoughts together for the first half of the podcast. I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty intelligent. He, he doesn't like to give himself credit. But, but. I had fun. Well, thank you for being well, thank, a part of this. The Vienna Lager helped, I think, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Vienna Lager always helps. It's really good. Um, my, my wife actually had it for the first time at that release event and fell in love with it. So that's good because she's really picky about her beer. So it's a good I, one. I have an insight. And I was telling Brad over here. So we have Centrifuge mm-hmm. that we didn't have before. And again, Vienna Lager, it makes up 60% of our sales. It's our it's our, it's our our flagship. It, it has made us who we are in the success rate. It's just skyrocketing because of this beer. It's always been really, really good. But we got the Centrifuge in. And we're starting to use it the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I like Vanna Lager. I think it's a great beer. And we didn't think it could taste better. It tastes better. Mm. And it's amazing. It's like, the, the centrifuge. Yeah, yeah, what is that? So essentially, um, it's like a whirlpool, right? It'll, mm-hmm. Almost like if you're doing like a... Um, I, so this, um, like a powder. You do a powder mm-hmm. and you spin it. And the faster you spin it, all the things that are not going to get absorbed fall to the bottom. Okay. So it's very similar, but it goes at such a speed that it just really takes all the excess out. So it pulls out to the side and you mm. get like the cleanest, most crystal product you can get. Okay. And that's what it is. So we, we invested in that a couple of weeks ago. Maybe, maybe more than that at this point. And the liquid is just... It, it just it pushes it that ten percent more than it than it. Oh, nice. and it's really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, uh, from everything that I've had, it's been a delicious product, and I can't Thank wait you. to try more. And, Thanks. And it's and it's not until all the Knox fans out there, this is it's perfect into our culture and uh, goes right wrong. It goes perfect with our city, and um, mm. it's it's a it's a very I would say it's a Knoxville vibe style beer and brewery. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Alexis, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. We've really enjoyed it. Um, and before we go, just just again, a thank you to Flo. If you can't tell by the atmosphere, we are at Flo Brew Parlor again. Um, so thank you to Brad Peer and all the great people at Flo that allow us to come in and record this podcast. Our beers are on tap. Their glasses. Yes, their beers are on tap, and um, will hopefully be on tap by the time this podcast gets out, released. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little slow with, or we, we've been a little slow lately. I don't think that's going to continue. Check out our Twitter timeline. You'll see the wonderful glasses that yes. we posted on there. Or you can come into Flow yes. and be like, hey, where's the devil's right backbone? And then Brad will order it again. He should, so, yeah. and he will. Yeah, <laughs> you said Flow, Beard and Beer Market, Casual Pines. We've been everywhere. everywhere so, yeah, it's all over Knoxville, so yeah. you're out there, grab it. Yeah, grab it. What grocery stores are you all in right now? So, Food City Reset starts next next week. Okay. Um, so, as far as big chains, Food City and Kroger are yeah. very, very supportive of us. Cool. Uh, Independents have been picking us up since they could which is just this week and they're amazing we love the independent guys obviously okay. we're independent um, so you can find six packs and then you can find the growlers too Great. Growler stations. that is awesome alrighty well Alexis thank you thank you guys and um, as always uh, this is Chris Hill this is DJ Luke remember to stay humble and try Devil's Backbone cause I'm halfway down in the bottom of a